When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. We'll just about do it for Louis, uh, from the, uh, the words of Major League. that You can close the book on Severino. Thank God. He's done for the night. Runners at first and third and two out, and the Yankees trailing 5 nothing. An insurmountable lead most nights with the Yankee offense being what it is. But uh, we've been talking about this NBA uh, tournament that they decided to uh, put together for the regular season. And really, the, the message is clear. The NBA regular season is so long and meaningless. The NBA has now had to come up with ways to get, you know, try and watch these games. And as I said there before the break, I always thought that this idea was something that you would use to replace All-Star Weekend. Yeah, give uh, All-Star Weekend a little bit of a fresh look. How many times can you watch the dunk contest or the three-point shootout? But the point of this is kind of str- like when they came up with the play-in, at least the play-in had a point. The play-in was to hopefully prevent tanking. Now, it didn't work. We saw that this year when you had a team in the Dallas Mavericks intentionally throwing a game so that they could be in the lottery. And what did the league do about that? Eh, nothing. But the only point of this, I would guess, is just money. They just they have to keep growing the pie. So to come up with something that they can sell to, I guess, TNT or maybe ESPN for more, for more eyeballs so that they can cash in some more money. Can't we just like sell an expansion team to Saudi Arabia and just keep the regular season the way it is? So nobody cares about the NBA regular season, and that now also includes the NBA. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Tyler is in uh, New Jersey. Tyler, next up on the Dan Grosser Show. Hey, Gordon. Um, talking about the play-in, um, they, the way Adam Silver was saying it, there's no real incentive. So make an incentive. I know it's probably a long shot because every oh, the NBA, the playoffs, the one always plays the eight and everything. Mm-hmm. How about you do something like this? Everyone gets a bid. You do a college style, one and you're done. You can play best record versus worst, whatever you want to do. If you make the playoff, you get a buy, regardless of your record. And if in you the don't playoffs? The playoff, yeah, you get a buy. You get a first round buy if you win the midseason tournament. But if you don't make the playoff, you get into the lottery. You get an event, you get a little bit more percentage odds, whatever it is, and at least that way whether if you're a bad team that's not going to make the playoffs, if by some chance you win the whole tournament, you get improved odds in the lottery. If you're a team that is in the playoffs, you get a first-round buy, which is unheard of. But I guarantee that would make teams and viewers both ways want to watch this tournament. Well, I mean, maybe. And Tyler, thanks for the phone call. But if I'm a team that didn't win the tournament, and now I know that I can't, that there's going to be a team that's going to be in front of me, that kind of makes my regular season more meaningless. I'm just going to try and get into the playoffs anyway. And if it's uh, if it's lower down, then then so be it. Because there's a team that won a, a tournament in the middle of the season 
I don't know how many games would that even be. I think it's like is it three games and then you advance to the uh, to the to the final four or whatever it is. Say it's a four game tournament. So some team wins a four game tournament and is now getting a first round buy in the playoffs. It just seems like there's not enough interest in the NBA regular season. Maybe you might have to cut down the NBA regular season to make each game more meaningful. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe you're playing too many games. So to come up with all these silly concoctions just simply to get people uh, to watch and in turn get the networks to bid on some different piece of programming that you've put together, it just seems like the most obvious solution is if people don't care, if if 80 games or 82 games is too many, maybe you got to cut down the season. It seems like that's, that's the issue. The players complain about it all the time. And and what is lo- how does the, the tournament during the season, you think that that's not going to be impacted by load management as well? Well, you know, we just play the super important tournament. We now know that we have a first round bye in the, if, that was the, if that were the plan. Well, we got a first round bye in the playoffs anyway, so now we can just kind of rest our guys and really get ready for the playoffs. It seems like you're jumping through all these hoops when it, it's pretty simple. There, there are no really super important regular season games when you have 82 games in the course of the year. So why not cut them down? Maybe cut it down to 60. Maybe don't cut it down from to, to all the way to 50. But it seems like cutting it down would be the easier solution. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. one 800 919 Seven, six. I love that they're taking all these ideas from all these from from Europe. The one thing that the European soccer teams, w- which would be interesting, I think, if they ever instituted here, what is it, releg- relegation, regulation, whatever it is, like if you're bad for a certain period of time, you get kicked out of the league. That would be interesting to me. That one would be good. Because unfortunately, now in sports, we have so many teams, it's, they, they have seasons where they just don't care. So that one, I would actually like to see that put into place somehow. I don't know if fans would let some of the fans around here. Uh, that might be a little bit tough, but that one would be interesting to me. A, a, a regular season tournament where all the teams are playing, I don't know that, uh, that I'm, I'm necessarily uh, all that thrilled about it. And it seems like the WNBA holds something like this, uh, the Commissioner's Cup. That designates certain regular season games that count toward the Commissioner's Cup standings. What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, my God. What are we doing? All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. From the people who brought you the Maui Invitational and the Commissioner's Cup and the WNBA. Yes, all the, all the super popular things. Let's go to Subi is in Midtown. Subi, next up on uh, the Dan Grossa Show. Hey, Gordon, I was following the Cubs game earlier this uh, today. Mm-hmm. I noticed that Stroman was pretty having a strong start early on. I think with you, if you um, combine Stroman, Ian Happ, Bellinger, and, you know, Yankees can give him a prospect, at least we can have good one or two years out of these three players from the Cubs versus a prospect who could end up like a Peraza or, you know, Cabrera who – come and gone throughout the minor leagues. Uh, so what do you think about that? Those three players from the Cubs, I think they would be strong for uh, well, Stroman, the makeover. 
Yeah, Stroman's having an excellent season, Subi, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, I don't think the Yankees are going to go down that road. I, I think that um, the Yankees had a chance, what was that, three years ago, two years ago? It was before he went to the Mets, so it had to be longer ago than that, where he uh, was at 2019, he got traded. Uh, it didn't seem like the Yankees had a whole lot of interest. Now, he's been a good pitcher. I don't know if that, that with his personality necessarily that that would mesh with the, the Yankee way. I know Cody Bellinger is a name that's come up a lot, could certainly play an outfield spot, hits with some power, lefty bat. I've taken a look at, at his numbers, though, and after the way that he dropped off with the Dodgers, that would be, out of all the names that I've heard so far, it, it's not one that I'm all that jazzed about. You take a look, his numbers have kind of fallen off the same way as a lot of Yankee players' uh, numbers have dropped off this year. Uh, I'm just pulling them up right now on my computer. Let's get to these splits so far this year. So overall, Cody Bellinger is hitting 284, an on-base of 341, a slugging of 450, so solid, an OPS plus of 114, so that's certainly good. Um, but when you take a look, it, most of his damage was done earlier on in the season, unless he's had a hot streak recently. Now that's been a name that, even before he signed that deal with the Cubs, people thought that might be a fit for the Yankees. Uh, yeah, in the month of June, July has just started, and he has had a, a couple of decent games there. But in the month of June, so start of the season, April, March, April, 297, 371, 604, OPS of 976. That's awesome. But then you get to May, the OPS drops to 578. June, it drops. Uh, it doesn't drop, but it basically stays the same, 596. Uh, slugging of 300. Yeah, that 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 I would not that that would not be the guy I would be willing to uh, take a risk on. Um, and and it, it really kind of depends on whether or not what's the status of the Yankees when the trade deadline hits. Is Aaron Judge back by that point? If he is back, is he back to being Aaron Judge, or is it just that he's he's uh, going out there at less than 100 percent and giving you what he's got because you need him, but the Yankees weren't a complete team even when Aaron Judge was Aaron Judge. Now, they were better. Any percentage of Aaron Judge is better than what they've got, but uh, it really does kind of feel like all the things are lining up this year where the Yankees, I'm not saying be sellers, but certainly not be aggressive buyers. It just seems like they have too much to buy and, and not enough to, to give up to, to fix all the holes. Let's go out to uh, Michael is in the car. Michael's next up on the Dan Grosser Show. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, hey, I just wanted to talk briefly about the uh, the propensity to try and win in professional sports has taken a backseat to the to the massive contracts that these guys are getting. It's all sports, really. You know, they're trying to hang on for as long as they can to get that one last three-year deal or what have you. But I did a project in college for a finance course, and I spoke about creating a sliding scale. Now, the professor said, I give you an A on the project, but it's never going to happen. It's actually genius, but everybody's free to sign whatever contract they want, but there's a sliding scale based on the number of games the team actually wins, which determines how much of that contract you get, say from 20 wins to 28 wins is a certain percentage from 28 to 35, another percentage. Of course it goes up each time, you know, you, you reach another bracket and, mm -hmm. you know, it would hold the players accountable to win during the regular season, which would make it ultimately more entertaining. But, he said it'll never happen. The, you know, the CBA is structured in such a way. But if there's any NBA owners listening, you, maybe you just try and fight for it and say, "Look, 
everybody's a team effort. Everybody's going to get paid more the more games we win, and it's across the league standard. But, you know, again, it might just be a pipe dream. <laughs> Michael, I think I, I'm not uh, your professor, but I think I agree with your professor. might be a brilliant idea, but no, it's not going to happen. It's never, right. never going to happen. I think, okay. Thank you for the phone call, though. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, the, the players' associations or the players' union in any sport is going to be saying, yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you're if you're saying I'm signing this contract, but this contract is dependent upon that, that's not what they're looking. They're looking for guarantee. NFL players are still looking for guaranteed contracts, um, so I don't think that they want to uh, throw in more stipulations on how they don't get the money that they thought that they had signed up for. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Coming up, more of your phone calls as we take you up to ten o'clock. Gordon in for Dan, ninety eight point seven FM, ESPN New York. In the playoffs? the playoffs? Playoffs. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. We want to try uh, Cameron in New Jersey. Let's try Cameron in New Jersey. You see if it's a phone problem or if it's in a... Oh, there's Cameron. All right. Hey, we got Cameron. How's... Hey, how's it going? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Cameron? What you got, pal? Good. Hey, listen. So I want to uh, get your take on something. So uh-huh. um, last year, the AFC West was considered one of the, like, the highly touted uh, divisions out there because of the addition of Devontae, uh, the addition of Devontae Adams to the Raiders. And I'm a huge Raiders fan. Okay. Now, c- fast forward to the AFC East. Now you've got a strong, solid division, probably one of the best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Last season, the AFC West completely just, you know, it was, it just it became abysmal. I mean, the team, the two Well, the teams Raiders were, and the Broncos were really bad. The Chargers were banged up, horrible. especially the quarterback. And the Chiefs were the Chiefs. Horrible. Yeah. Right. Now, what do you what is your take on this year like a repeat of what happened in the West happening possibly in the East considering, you know, Aaron Rodgers coming over, we're still questioning the offensive line uh with Beckton, you know, trying to stay healthy and playing on the right side. Miami's, you know, Miami get they're getting better. Buffalo's still Buffalo and New England's was still a top uh 10 in defense. Now, hopefully if they add uh uh what's his name? Uh Hopkins you know, that could be a solid team right there. So you got four solid teams in the East that's competing. Now, what is the, what is your take on possibly two of those teams completely tanking? 
Well, look, I, I mean, history tells you if you're, if you're going to look for two teams that tank in the AFC East, I would say that um, it, it's not more than likely outside of injury going to be the Bills. The Bills have uh, been a good team here for the last few years, and, and while they did they were disappointing this past year, they still went 13-3 and three and still won the division, so I would say I would cross them off the list. Uh, I don't think that there's ever going to be a year where the Patriots just – completely fall apart. I don't remember what Denver's record was. It 5-12 and 12 last year? I don't ever look at the Patriots with Bill I Belichick think, ever winning five I games. I think there were six. I think there were like Okay, six so six wins. I don't look at Bill Belichick as ever having a six-win team, especially considering the pressure that he has this year, the, the comments made right. by the owner and him kind of going back and forth. So if you were right. looking for two teams – uh, to, to fall apart in the AFC East, you'd have to say the Jets, given their history, and the Dolphins based on the injury history of their quarterback. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, now, look, I, I, of- I'll be honest with you, Cameron. I have my own proprietary algorithm that I run through the, uh, the teams and their schedules and all the stats and that, and I have the Jets going 15-2. and two. So I don't expect the Jets to have that kind of year. But if you're telling me there's two teams in the AFC East that are going to perform like the Raiders and Broncos from a year ago, I'd be hard-pressed to not go with the Dolphins and the Jets. I, I was thinking the same thing. Thanks. All right. There you go. There goes Cameron. Uh, I, I, now, I don't want people saying, wait a second, you said the Jets were – no, I still am sticking by the preseason prediction. I have the Jets going 15-2 and two this year. We originally ran the algorithm. It said 16-1. and one. People freaked out. So I said, let me crunch the numbers again, like Michael Scott on The Office crunched those numbers again. We crunched them again, and it did reveal a different result. It was 15-2 and two instead. And, well, I think when we ran it down, it was originally 16-1, and then the change was final week of the regular season. The Jets don't need that game. I don't remember who that game is against. So they rested all of their starters getting ready for the playoffs, so the Jets go 15-2. and two. Beep, 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 boop, beep, beep, beep. I can't get into all the nitty-gritty of the algorithm. But just know, this is not coming from somebody who just throws things out willy-nilly. Last year, we all the hosts on the station took part, picking games. And of the hosts, I was by far number one. Take that for what it's worth. Let's go back to the phones. Go out to uh, let's try Robbie again in Massachusetts. Robbie, are you there now? Yeah, Gordon, there we go. There we go. I don't know. I haven't been watching that closely. He's the oh, only guy that has a hit tonight. So he was no, he was the DH. They have Lemayhu at first base. <laughs> well, that they do that. Here's a gold glove first base, but they stick with it. What is? What do you see with Lemayhu, uh, Gord? It's really sad. I mean, here's a guy I know who, who's trying hard. Okay, but what do you see? The problem is with that. He's got soft. It doesn't contact. seem like he. When the Yankees got him, Robbie, he, yep. one yep. thing that he did, even when he was struggling in Colorado, he always hit the ball hard. Now I don't know what his yeah, exit way. velos are this year, but it never seems like the ball jumps off his bat. It seems like every no. every ball is is a grounder somewhere in the infield. 
I can't and he's striking out a ton out. too. He strikes out a ton oh, now. He, he never used to do like that. Seven, yeah, right. Usually it was about contact, and you know I noticed that he tries to pull the ball. Usually he went for the pitcher on the side. That's one thing I could say about the Yankees. They need to go with pitches more. That's what what I've seen from Anthony Volpe now. He's going with pitches more. He really he's out there thinking. He's making adjustments. So you know we we, we thought about setting him down, but he's really you know at, at every level, whether it's uh you know uh, minor league you know triple A excuse me single A double A or he seems to be figuring it out, so we'll see. But uh, it's depressing when they're down eight nothing already. I mean, with this offense, you have any idea what, what the timetable for judges? I mean, do you think he's going to come back after the All Star break? I, mean, I hope he does. But this team is horrible without him. And I don't understand something. Can Florian Cashman please go get a left fielder at the, at the trade deadline or before that? They need a left fielder. They went into the season without a left fielder, and you can see. The defense has been terrible. I'm not saying IKF is terrible out there, but he's not an outfielder. I'd like to see him play third base. I'd like to see Donaldson get caught. That's my true opinion, even though Donaldson has a couple of hits. That is the one thing. Uh, Dante DiFrancesco, are you happy with the, the signing with the Knicks? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice. They need to improve the outside shooting. He's right. a Tibbs kind of yeah. guy. When the Knicks have had right. success right. In, under this regime, it's it, they've been right. Tibbs kind of players. So, right, right. Uh, and by the I, way, I don't think it's a great. major upgrade, though. No, no. By the way, I wanted to say to you, you know, you're right when you talk about Tibbs and the improvement of the Knicks. I mean, when you look at the Giants and the Giants rebuild and how far the Giants have come within a year, you know, the Knicks now at least a respectable basketball, I mean, you know, team. So, I mean, you know, and the thing is, coaches don't have as much autonomy as they used to. They don't do as much. I mean, they tell these guys they're making millions and millions of dollars what to do half the time. They never run plays. And they never really, it's really so much more about individuality right now than this team concept with with basketball. So to me, the coach doesn't really matter that much anymore. And he used to, they don't run plays. You don't see them call time out. They come time, call time out, and then they chuck a three. Yeah, I still think that the, the coach, and, and Robbie, thanks for the phone call. I, I think the coach is still, uh, still important. Um, but it would almost be like the you know the Nick fans who have been calling us and, and and saying that the that Tibbs is holding the Knicks back. It would almost be like Giant fans calling and saying that uh, Dable. Well, maybe we got to move him off of him. You know, he, he only was able to get us to the playoffs and win a playoff game in year one. When you haven't had any success, the coach who who, who establishes some level of of stability and some level of production, you're not going to just move off of him when you've been as bad as those organizations were before those guys got there. The problem that the Yankees have at the trade deadline this year as well is that they're locked into a summit. Now they're not locked into Donaldson beyond this year, but you know, they're not, they're not getting rid of Donaldson. Donaldson's here for the duration, wherever the Yankees go this year, Donaldson will be there. If they have stuck with him this long, they're sticking with them for the rest of the year. LeMahieu, I don't, I, I don't know. His exit velocities, they're not terrible. He's in the 67th percentile. Um, it's, not, it's not what he was maybe earlier on in his career, but it's not that far off. Uh, it just doesn't seem like he's got any pop anymore. And the strikeout rate, you would think as a guy with contact that that would, that would play better as he ages. But that has not been the case. That's why I got to feel like he's hurt. He's been hurt a lot here the last couple of years. And um, if he's not hurt now, putting up the numbers that he is, something's off. Something's wrong. And a three-run home run for Gunnar Henderson. So 
the good times uh, at, in the Bronx continue. If, you, if you're going to lose, really lose. And tonight, the Yankees are really losing. So what is that, 11 nothing now? Oh, excuse me, 12 nothing. Extra points still pending. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls as we take you up until 10. Gordon, in for Dan, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> So the comeback could be on. You don't know. That's the thing about baseball. Baseball is weird. And it was nice of both Luis Severino and Albert Abreu to pitch the way they did to allow us to get to see Davey Garcia. We haven't seen him in a few years, in the, at the, it feels like, in the major league. But was he up last year? Maybe he was up last year. I don't remember. It was a long year. But nice of Abreu to give up five runs in two-thirds of an inning to kind of maybe soothe the pain that Luis Severino's having after giving up seven runs in two and two-thirds innings. That's a team player. That's how teams work. You pick the, your, your, your buddy up by being even worse than he was. Now let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Oh, my God. It just keeps getting worse. This is going to be 20 to nothing by the time this is over. Uh, let's go out to uh, Simon's in New Haven. Simon, what's going on, pal? How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I, I still say we, we, we have got to get rid of Boone and his hitting coach. I'm telling you. <laughs> yes. You know why the, yes, you know why the pitchers are getting careless? It's clearly uh, Boone's fault. Can I tell you why? Yes. Yeah. Why the Please. pitchers are getting careless? Because they're tired of it. They're tired, they're tired of getting of no respect. They're tired of getting no run support. No respect. I they're mean, like the Rodney Dangerfields of uh, Major and no And no run support. Yeah. I mean, well, what, what are they, I it's mean, a, what it's are they a weird to... way to uh, to be upset about getting no run support by giving up seven runs in two and two thirds innings. I know, but uh, like yesterday, we should have scored some runs. But but I don't know. What you, you know what they, they should ask Boone? One simple mm. question: What is the obsession of grounding out and popping up all the time? Why mm. is why do these hitters do you it? You think is that's the purpose? goal? Yeah, you think that's the goal of grounding out and striking out all the time? Well, well, what's the, they, they must have a reason for doing it. I mean, these well, it's hard. It, baseball's hard. Support. Yeah, it's, it's hard. That's the thing. It's not easy to do. Well, they the do it. The sport where if you fail seven out of ten times, you go to the Hall of Fame. You might have heard that. Before. I mean, I mean, look at it like this. When batting practice comes, they hit mm-hmm. the ball at the park. When the game starts and they get men on base, it's like they flip the off switch. Well, here's the thing. It's Simon, thanks for the phone call. They've, uh, they've combated that tonight. They have not put men on base. Ha-ha, see? They've only had one base runner. Oh, and getting back to the DJ LeMahieu thing. The real thing that jumps out this year as opposed to other years is that the, the strikeout rate. He's striking out 24% of his at-bats this year. Usually he's been one of the best in the sport in that. Like last year, he was, even as, as, as much as he struggled last year, he was at 13%, which was top 7% of the league. The year before that, he was top 10% of the league. The year before that, he was number 1% of the league. So... He's striking out 24% of the time now. So if he's not hurt, uh, I don't know what. And you talk about the bad contracts that the Yankees have. That's another one. See, I think that the frustration that Yankee fans have is not just where the team is at or the lineup on a regular basis or the fact that they're sitting in third place. It's part of it. But I think what really why the frustration is at the level it's at at this point of the season is because Yankee fans – have expected since 2017 that this was there was a championship in the offing, right? Like they, they that was the new the fresh young bombers. They had turned the page, and 
And it seemed like within one game of the World Series, make a move here, make a move there, and before too long, we'll be back in the World Series. And they've not gotten back to the World Series. And now it feels like this year with this team and this roster that it's almost the closing the page. It's almost like it's time to to flip the, the page and, and, and start over again in a lot of respects because you've gotten old and locked into a lot of bad contracts. Let's go out to uh, John is in New York. John, next up on the Dan Grassa Show. Hey, it's, uh, I got a quick question about the NBA draft, uh, NBA uh, uh, pro- draft protected top 10, like the okay. Dallas Mavericks. What happened the, the Knicks to pick. the pick? Yeah, what happens to the pick? Well, they don't. They didn't get the pick this year. They get their pick next year. But if it's top ten protected again, it follow. It goes to twenty twenty five, and then I think after twenty twenty five, I think if it if it if they're top ten again and it's protected again, it drops down to a second round pick. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. There you go. Look at that. See, that's what I'm talking about. He calls with a question. I got an answer. I don't know that that's right. I think it's 2025. It might be 2026, but eventually it does, I think, drop down to a second-round pick, which is real. Uh, that's the last thing the Knicks need is another second-round pick. Maybe they can package all those second-round picks for the former eighth pick in the draft. How, how many second-round picks would it take to get the former eighth pick in the draft? Probably quite a few. Probably quite a few. Only the Knicks do those kinds of deals. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we will uh, take a, a running total of how many more runs the Orioles have scored. Plus, let's get into the Knicks a little bit. We've put it off long enough. We've spent a lot of time here the last couple of nights. There was a report today about what the Knicks were looking to do in regards to Paul George and put some names to what that trade would have looked like. So we'll do that coming up next. It's Gordon Damer in for Dan. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.